For this, for this day, Jesus Christ was born. Everyone who belongs to the truth, he tells Pilate, listens to my voice. In this gospel today, and earlier in the seven last words of Christ, we hear Jesus speak from the cross. He speaks to us of his love, his thirst, his forsakenness, his concern for his mother and for the disciple whom he loves. Now, what do we say? In the sorrow and religious silence of Good Friday, in the face of our Savior's death, our hearts and minds are moved to make some response. And if we consider the scene on Calvary, we find a number of responses to the crucified Christ. The passers-by mock him. If you are the Son of God, they say, save yourself. Come down from the cross. The religious leaders add to the mockery. He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. The Roman soldiers pick up the theme. They jeer and offer the dying man sour wine. One of the criminals, crucified with Jesus, cries out in fury and despair, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. There are more responses. There's the deafening silence of the absent disciples who ran away in fear. Their master was taken to be killed, and their hopes failed. In these responses, the common thread is the weakness of the one who hangs on the cross. He's powerless. Only a fool would believe that this man could be the Messiah, the Savior, the King. He has no power to help heal, or save. And all of these people standing on Calvary point to the cross as proof. Shouts of mockery, the silence of betrayal, these are man's last words to Christ. In all this, we also hear our own voices we hear our own words, the syllables of our own sins. We hear our betrayal, our silence, our trampling on the love of God freely offered. But what does Jesus do? He doesn't backtrack. He doesn't debate the point. He doesn't contest what his audience mocking him says in his passion 
He is like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep before the shearers. He opens not his mouth. His is the silence of love, humble and total. And it's here that we find veiled in weakness the power of the cross and the model of our response. St. Paul says that he preaches the gospel not with the eloquence of human wisdom, lest the cross be emptied of its power. Flowery phrases, pious speeches, clever thoughts and words, this is empty bluster that betrays the cross of Christ because it covers over the scandal, the folly, and the weakness of Christ crucified. Instead, St. Paul speaks of the word of the cross, the true eloquence of Good Friday. This accepts with awe that the power of God comes in weakness, plunges through the darkness of every human heart. It suffers violence and dies in dishonor. Folly, weakness, and scandal. And yet, it's by this means that God comes to save us. By those wounds, we are healed. By that death, we have life. By the death of the Son, we return to the Father's house. Already then, in his agony and weakness, Christ reigns. The folly and wisdom here are intermixed. And God's wisdom triumphs. This is why today we don't have to force ourselves into floods of emotion or extravagant speeches to God, mechanical pleas for forgiveness. The power of the cross is not something that we make up. It's not something that religious people imagine or wish for. And so it's not for us to dress up Good Friday or to domesticate it. The simplicity of our celebration this afternoon, the silence of the day, the fasting, the solemn reverence that we show to the cross, all of these are signs that the power of the cross doesn't depend on us. We can only receive its power. And this is the heart, then, of the other responses on Calvary. The silent, steadfast presence of Our Lady, of St. John, St. Mary Magdalene, and the faithful women. They remain and show us love's share in the battle that takes place on Calvary. The good thief repents. He's an image of hope. 
in the power of the cross. He asks Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingly power. He had been condemned for trying to overthrow Roman rule. And now he turns to the one who can overthrow the rule of death. The Roman centurion recognizes in the way Jesus dies the marks of true kingship. He confesses, truly this man was the son of God. Repent with the thief. Remain with Mary and with the soldier. Recognize the king. Today, we let the word of the cross sound in our hearts. Hearts won back by the power of Christ, who lives and reigns forever.